I'm pulling up the discussion points from... Hey everybody, Wesley here. Before this episode starts, I wanted to introduce it. I recorded this about a month ago, uh, first week of February. Uh, Kyle Hostetler, the gentleman who I'm interviewing in this episode, he was in town for work and we decided to uh, take advantage of that while he was at the curling club for our military league. So this is going to be one about uh, how we got that military league going, uh, Kyle's experiences with curling, uh, learning to curl at the Minot Curling Club here, and then a little bit in Albuquerque where he now is. Um, uh, and just some of that process. So stick around, listen to that. Thanks. Hello, and welcome back to Behind Two Sheets. This is a very special episode, if you are not already aware, because uh, Wesley Mason is doing the intro. I am solo today because we are doing an impromptu interview of Kyle Hostetler, who was the founding member of our military league, um, who is back uh, in Minot for um, some stuff with the Air Force Base, and he's down at the club here hanging out with us today, so we're going to take a chance to ask some questions of him. Kyle, what do you got to say right off the bat? Nothing, man. Thanks for having me back. And, you know, I just came back to see how the league was doing. And so why didn't come back just for that? But yeah, you had other stuff. <laughs> you know, the military brought me back on an inspection. And then, you know, I wanted to come down and see how the league is going that I started and, you know, help, help with you, you know, get going. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, glad you're here. Um, I think first question that we'll start off with, uh, let's go back chronologically to when did you get posted to Minot the, uh, originally? Um, and then when and how did you find out about the curling club? So I got to Minot in, let's say, July of 2015. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that there was curling here until about 2017. Okay, you actually moved to Minot before me. I didn't move here till January 16th. Okay, so okay. You, you actually predated me in town. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so me and the wife and the kid were just driving down uh, the main strip here, 83. And, and uh, there's a billboard that said, why not curling? And I was like, well, I got to look this up. I've been wanting to do it since, I was, since I've seen it in the Olympics. No, I always thought it looked fun, so that's that's where I learned about curling in Minot. Yeah, do you mean um, like on the, the – uh, on Burdick here with the State Fairgrounds electronic billboard? Not, uh, not Burdick. It was on 83, the main drag through town uh, going north to south. Oh, okay. And it was yep. just as you go over the bridge, over the, the, the river. Oh, we were that, on that, there for some. Okay. Big billboard there. Yeah, on that's the on the, the north side of the road. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder what the event was because I don't remember advertising on that. That's kind of it interesting. It just said Minot Curling Club and then uh, join us for a learn decor, I think is what it said. Okay, okay. I was like, I'm in. Let's do it. Well, I better double check then that we're still doing that billboard because uh, we should. It got us a mem- <laughs> got us at least one member well, and a good member too. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you saw the billboard. Um, you reached out. Uh, did you come to a learn? We were doing an open house, evidently. Did you come to that open house? Yes. Okay. That, that, that seven, uh, what was it? Probably December of 17. I showed up to that first learn to curl. I brought my friends, the same guys I played with all five seasons. I was here. Missile monkeys, right? Yeah, the missile yep. monkeys. That, I was like, hey, we're going to go do this. Let's go. So we all showed up, learned to curl, and, and had fun ever since. Yeah. Um, now, you guys did at least two three seasons. I want to say you did three seasons in the regular league, right? Yes. Because our our first year with the military. Four, but the COVID year that we that you didn't have any. Yeah, and that year 
we we closed the club early in 2020. I think we wrapped up in beginning of March. Like maybe we made it through February, and then we started late the following year. We didn't start till January of 21. Okay. And you took off from Minot. That would have been the yeah, end of uh, 2020. Yeah, we made November that 2021. Okay, yeah. So we wouldn't so have started back up. Um, yeah, and then how did your regular league career go? You know, how was Carolina Minot's league? You did Wednesday nights, correct? Yeah, so that first season, uh, you had uh, separated into beginner's league, and then there was uh, – because I guess there's a bunch of teams that started. I think that was right after uh, the U.S. won the Carolina championship, right, or a year or so after. So you had like a beginner's league and then a, a normals league that always played there. Yeah, yep, and that's that's a regular – we still do that on Wednesdays. Um, okay. We don't even necessarily advertise it a whole lot, but we just try to take like the 10 newest teams okay. or 10 lowest skill level and then pair them. So they're not, you know – for one, having 20 teams in a league, you're not gonna even going to get to play every team in a 16 season. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we'll make two small ones. And then they all intermingle draw times and, and sheets there. So. Gotcha. Yeah, so we – we ended up finishing – we started off strong. We were killing teams. Like, somehow we just started off really good. Well, I, I don't think that's a mystery, Kyle. I mean, I was – I probably was at the learner curl that you went to and did all the yeah, – you, you, guys, you guys showed up to all the practice sessions and practiced. It, it wasn't yeah. a mystery why you yeah. were winning. You put in the time for yeah, it. So. Yeah, and then halfway through the season, the team started catching up to us. So then it, then it, was, then it started getting hard. So by the end of the season, I think we finished in second. Yeah, yeah. So we were stomping them at first. I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" Yeah. And then, and then once once teams caught up to our to skill level and they got their more games in, um, then uh, yeah, then it got then it got challenging, which is when I fell in love with it. So when, once it got challenging, it became a real mental game on the ice because I was always skipping my team. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. You always skipped, right? Yeah. Okay. Not until the military league is when I made my other members start skipping. I was like, "I'm not doing this. You guys go. Come on." <laughs> I think that's great too, especially if you play out on Carolina with people for a while too. You know, and again, that probably wasn't the uh, scenario there, but uh, it's nice to have all of your team kind of understand the strategy because it helps them execute. I think. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Because I would make a call sometimes on the ice, and they would be like, "Why?" I'm like, well, "I don't have time to explain right now. I need to do the shot." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like now's not you now's not exactly the time. You've been playing for a couple of years. Like, come on. <laughs> Um, so did your uh, regular league career, did you guys ever win that lower level league there? Did they bump you up the next year to the higher league? Did you, uh, did you go from that starter had, league? I don't think there was as many because you didn't have separated into beginners and normal guys or the advanced players. It was just all intermingled. I don't remember there being a separation oh. that second season. But the first season we came to second, we got into the, the group B bracket mm-hmm. for league championship, and uh, we were out for quick. Yeah. First round, we yeah. lost that. Yeah. Yeah. It was not fun. I mean, it was fun. It was just, it just sucked. It didn't do very well. Like, we hit that plateau all season, and then it just dropped off at the end of the season. Yeah. The first season blues, I guess you want to call it. Well, I've uh, I've also never made it further than the semifinals, which is the first round of okay. the city championship, too. So, you know, don't kick yourself too hard. <laughs> 
Yeah. I've, I've put in the time. Maybe not the right time, but I've put in enough time. I should have gone farther. Yeah. Um, all right. So started in 17. Um, you curled three years, so the 17, 18, 19 seasons. Um, when we started the military league, which we'll, we'll get into more how that came about, did you curl in regular league two that year? That one year no. you did? Okay. No, we, so we just did the Tuesday nights that year? Okay. Uh, well, since we're chatting about it, Military League, um, this was your brainchild. I remember that. You approached me and said, hey, would you be open to doing this? And I think I gave a wholehearted yes right off the bat. Did I? What did I say? It was the year before we started. I started, like, token year, because that was the year I joined the board. Uh, you guys made a yeah, it was liaison. Yeah, it was our military liaison position. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so, and then I started nipping in your ear, like, hey, what if we did a... Curling lead for the military, you know, bring some more people in. Especially now, I got buy-in from the board. I can, you know, express like, hey, there's talent up there that probably doesn't even know about this. So that's kind of why I wanted to do it. Yeah, and I, I think uh, my position on the board was a, I'm always big for getting anybody to curl, you know, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is a large captive audience with the airmen and women up here in Minot because it's that everybody's complained because there's nothing to do in the winter. There's yep. nothing to do in the winter. It's like, well, have you tried curling? You know, that's here. But, you know, we weren't, we, we still to this day aren't super approachable. Like, we're not a bowling alley, so you can't just come down yeah. um, and <clears throat> pay 15 bucks and try it out any day of the week. So we were looking for a way to make it more approachable for the airmen and women and that's kind of where we settled on doing a later start than everybody else doing it as a pay by week mm -hmm. um, and then limiting it to just the military teams too and then encouraging them all to go out and get like hey find eight people for your team because you're gonna have scheduling problems you know yeah. and actually uh, uh, for the the listeners out there um, the reason this is an impromptu interview is uh, it's Tuesday night it's our military league night uh, uh, because cut to the chase that's still going um, and they're having a big inspection this week, so I had gotten a couple teams that told me they're going to have issues, and then all of a sudden, uh, seven of our, our ten teams couldn't make it. Um, so yeah, we canceled canceled league, and they're doing open practice. A couple people are doing open practice, and, and Kyle came down anyways because um, he was going to see if he could curl a game with uh, uh, somebody out there. And now we're now we're recording a podcast. So yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so we got you on the board there, 2019, and we started talking about it. Um, what did you have to do on the Air Force side of things? Because that was, at the time, and, and still a little bit now, was a little bit of a black box for me. It's like, what goes on the back end? Like, from now what I understand now, we're an extramural. Yeah, it's extramural, so you have to pay. It's just like bowling. They have bowling and golf they do anyways. It's extramural. So, like, the free sports are intramural, so all the teams compete for commander's trophy. Extramural sports... I don't remember if the points go into like the commander's trophy or not, but it's pay to play, obviously. So, yeah. well, could you could you back up there again? Um, the commander's trophy is something I've heard of. Um, you know, could you give us a quick rundown on how sports work for the Air Force um, or, or any base in general? Uh, how does that go? What's the commander's trophy? So, so the big, the I think it's the the four major sports that are mainly into so football, softball, uh, basketball are big ones. And then, um, like, I don't know if bowling and, and uh, golf go into those points as well. But um, so what it is is however you finish the top three teams get points for. So it could be like an LR or LRS, which is. Um, fuck. Now I'm going to put myself on the spot and I forgot what LRS And now I got to mark it explicit. So they're kind of like a vehicles <laughs> management for the base. Um, 
like logistics readiness squadron or something like that. Okay. And then, um, so like CE, the cops, there's always a portfolio of cops teams for every sport. Uh, maintenance, the maintenance groups, which I'm from. Um, so, so all those places, just like how I try to pull from the base to get this down here, um, that's what happens on base. They do all those sports on base, and then they get commander's points for whatever place you finish. And at the end of the year, they give a commander's trophy uh, to the to the squadron that had the most points in all the sports. Um, is that a big deal on base? Do, do, is that something people go out there like I want to win? Is there is there a, a privilege that comes with it? Is it bragging rights? It's more um, bragging rights than anything. It used to be a big deal when I was younger. Um, not so much. I don't see it as a huge thing on base anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, it's getting harder and harder and harder to get people to play sports and to show up regularly on the weeks. Yeah, I, I can attest. Uh, it, it is hard to do that in general. I don't know what it was like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. Well, I kind of know five years We ago. used to have 30 football teams. When I was at F.E. Warren, we had 30 flag football teams. Oh, wow. We had like oh. 25 softball teams. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, the sports were there. But now it's dwindled. I'm not going to blame anything on video games. But <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess so. I, I, I play games and stuff too. Um, I still do try to get out and do actual things though and participate. You yeah. know, it's hard to get people to mm-hmm. participate and show up every week. Um, I was just talking to you before we were recording about that downstairs. You know, it's 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 tough to get people to show up consistently. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like how do you how do you make it approachable, you know? Um Okay, so I, I've gotten caught up now on what the uh, uh, commander's trophy is. Uh, where were we before I derailed you on that? You were talking about uh, how the military, how how the leagues worked on base there, right? Yeah. So they you you participate in these inter and extramurals, um, and there's there's an overall scheme to that too with his commander's points um do all the leagues kind of run themselves though they all got a little you know obviously you're so, doing so different the, sports so the guy that you've recently had to talk to the uh the sports rep on, on base yep so he is a sports director probably the same guy yeah sports know. director yep yeah so he runs all the on-base stuff so he sets up all the schedules gets all the teams together collects all the letters of intent um and then and then, um, yeah, he just keeps track of all that, or he or she or whoever it is right now. He's, uh, his name's Kevin uh, Bastian. Um, he is coordinating all of that, right, and making sure that they have the things they need and that they have rinks available. Okay, so he's he's really the one taking care of all of it for yep. the on for the things you can participate on. Yes, okay. Um, do you know anything about, like, the bowling league and stuff? That's the same as, like, we are here. Airmen go every week. Pay, much you'll get, you know, uh, they have a structure to it. You have to pay this the Professional Bowling Association. I, I only did it one year in Vandenberg when I was out in Vandenberg, California. Yeah. I did bowling once. Um, I, I forgot how much it was. It was pretty much close to the same as, like, 10 bucks a week that you do here. Yeah. Um, but like they, I think you had to, you had, it was basically you're paying the Professional Bowlers Association to play there. What yeah, that and was like a card or whatever. Okay. And then you just show up and bowl and pay your dues every week. Okay. Yeah, and that's actually something like, you know, everybody that curls out of this club that's a member, you know, I'm using air quotes, 
um, you know, it's supposed to be a USCA member. Um, and we've never made the airmen and women do that because I, I think now it's mixed in with the insurance stuff and all that. But I, I want to say it was like $35 before. And, you know, it was a 10-week season, so the whole cost was 100 bucks. And I was like, well, you know, we're not going to make them pay another 35 on top of that if we're trying to keep it cheap, yeah, right? You know, trying, trying to keep it cheap. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... That first year we got going, um, I don't think we had any huge hurdles, right? You know, you took care of talking to the Air Force Base and getting the previous sports director on board and people could come and hand in their letters of intent. Do you remember what we did for advertising? So I ran uh, I ran an ad through the base paper and I also... That's the century, right? Yeah. yeah. And I also came every single... Uh, I basically took over everything that I could. Because I was just trying to get it out, spread it out. Yeah. And I pinged every sports uh, rep in every squadron that I could. Yeah. So I was talking the 91st side, I was talking the 5th bombing side. Any Anybody that would talk back to me about it that could get it out to the units. Like I was in the commander's offices talking to them. Like, hey, I need this email sent out. Like I'm trying to start this thing. Like I didn't even know anybody from the 5th side. I had... Um, he played with us the first season. I don't know if he played the second season. I think their team name was Horrible Bosses. Yeah. It was, a, it was a taller guy. They were here up through last year, too. They curled okay. uh, uh, both the seasons. I think they've moved on yeah. now. Yeah, they, yeah, I think they departed bases. Lieutenant Colonel. And he helped me get in with the fifth side so that I could get the emails out. And that's how I got I – I, we started with 12 teams, honestly. And then we had two drop out preseason and then one drop out in the middle season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, that's a continuing thing. Um, so that first year we had nine teams. Um, we did look this up ahead of time, so I think it was going to come up. We had nine teams the first year. Base base, oh, yeah, first year. <laughs> I've got a comment on that. Every first year. base champ. Um, and then the next year we had 10, and this year we had 11. And I think every year we had one flaky team that curled one or two matches and then either backed out or just quit coming. Um, yeah. But the trend is going up, and that's what I like to see is that hopefully we're trying to get more people every year um again things we were just talking about you know with the officers what they're only here two years right that's a typical posting yep. and so if you got a team of officers um you know they got two years tops with them and then they're gone so you're going to get two seasons and then you got to find new people and hopefully it's not all not the whole team at once hopefully you can keep two of them to yep. keep you know keep the team going the yeah replacements and keep on going yeah no, and uh, we haven't changed things too much from that first year. Um, what did we? Why did we settle on short games? Do you remember what the decision-making process was there? I think it was because they were everybody in the first year was brand new, so we yeah. didn't want to. We didn't want to stick them into like a six or an eight end game and get absolutely blown out. Yeah, thought, uh, we wanted to get a chance to turn best, it around. Especially with only ten teams, I thought it would be best to get more time, so we would. You would play four ends, play a team, and then play another team, mm -hmm. uh, another four end game, just so, just so it was more practice, and then you could get the feel, and you can play more people. Yeah. Because we, because yeah. it's a short and condensed season, you know, but eight weeks is what we usually keep. Eight to ten weeks. No, we we've done ten every year. Ten weeks. Yeah, okay, ten so. year, ten weeks, and a, and one week for a playoff. You know? Yeah. Yep. Or yeah. two-week playoffs? No, we've always done a one-week playoff okay. because we just take four teams and then they curl back-to-back. -back. So it's single, oh, and then you go four to two, done. Gotcha. You know? okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and now, as, as you know here, we, we just changed that format up. It was supposed to be this week. We were going to switch 
the first half of the season, we did two four-end games, how we've always done, because we did that first year, we did that second year. Um, I talked to the guys at the coaches' meeting this year when we were getting going, um, and I said, I would like to move you guys to a longer format. You know, I like these short games, especially for getting started. I said, but, you know, I think that one of the – one of, I, I use my example as, like, memorable moments in my career for curling. I was like, I, I don't remember games I blew somebody out of the water. You know, I might remember that I beat that team, but I don't remember like specifics about the game. I was like, but I remember every time I came back from a five point deficit and yeah. won a game, yeah. you know, um, those were those were efforts, you know, and they were they were big moments. Um, and I, you don't really get that in a four end game. You know, if you're down five points in a four end game, you know, it's either they laid five on you in the first end or, you know, you essentially you've lost the game already. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's the third end, you're down five yeah, points, which is what good luck, you know. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. So you're you're bragging about being the the first champion. Yeah. I gave you guys shit that first year. I was like, I was expecting you to break up and then take new curlers under your wing. So like you like you and one of your guys, you know, like split two and two, and then take yeah. new teams. And you're like you're we like no. Nah, nah. No, we honestly thought about that. It was like we should probably break up because we're gonna. And then we were like, nah, let's just go run the table. Yeah, and that that was fine. That was fine. I don't actually think that I was mean, a bad deal. We did deal. lose one game near the end of the season. Did you only game. field two people and took a forfeit, or did they no, actually they came up and us. get Okay. They, 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 it was it was what you would call a luck game. Like, every shot they took, it was it nailed it every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I've, I've played. You like you've played a team like that where you think you're gonna blow them out of the water, and then it's like all their misses end up hitting on some stupid yes. rock three yeah. feet away and rolling to the center mm-hmm. behind six guards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, well, yeah, if you're gonna miss by four feet, there's a chance you're gonna get something yeah, wild something to happen. Else. When you miss by two inches, it's it, like, you know. we, we lost by one point, but it was it was a back and forth. Like they they stuck with mm-hmm. us. Like you couldn't run away with it. It was, it was a really good game. It's just. We took that one loss. Yeah, to circle back to you talking about the advertising there, um, just to comment uh, a little bit for your update here, I've ran an ad in the century every year. Um, we've always gotten the word out to the Mikadoo, to the sports director, and then through that, I think last year, I'm not sure last year, I know this year, they contacted all those sports reps again. Um, and I do think, you know, again, I don't know all the groups on the Air Force Base, but I know we have people from the bomb wing, we have people from the missile wing still, we have people from the maintenance screw um i don't know if we have like a security forces one specifically we do have a medical group too we've got a team i think with um i, I know at least a couple dentists on it from the yep. medical group it was the first season too is the crc it is crc's team okay. um i don't remember if crc's still here i think yeah, uh, nick, nick panatori is their their league rep now um and i know uh, uh my current dentist kevin um he has curled with that group too okay. um, so cool um, yeah, so I, I do think we have decent representation throughout those those different bodies. So that's nice, too. That's another thing you're looking to grow, and it's like, okay, well, we already got a little foothold in some of these places there. Um, yeah, and I hope the sky's the limit with this. I mean, I would love – next year we were talking what to do if we had more teams. I mean, I would love to get 22 teams in this league and cap it, you know. I, I would love to deal with those problems, Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be that nice. was my ambitions from the start was to get yeah, that many yeah. teams, and, and then and then it slowly was like, well, okay, let's get ten. What ten? And I started with twelve and ended with nine. Yeah. So, so I thought I thought that was a 
pretty good achievement for the first year as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough getting going to you. You know, for us, it's like, yeah, we want to start after the holidays, but then that means all of our registration is happening right around Christmas, you know. Um, not that that's a huge deal, but, you know, it's, it's always, it's always, when do you do it? When do you do it? Remember, Nothing's ever the right time. We're playing you know? it on regular league, you, you're still hitting people up in the middle of the season. Who needs your registration? <laughs> Well, we still do that. For a while. We still do that. <laughs> You've been playing for a while. Well, yeah, you said you said you listened to our podcast, right? Yeah. So it's like we would do those updates on there, and it's like, how's the registration going? Uh, bad. <laughs> no, no, we, we did pretty good. We got 40 yeah. teams, but nobody's paid. <laughs> yeah. No, we're we're doing all right on that now. I think they're going electronic, you know, and you had asked us about doing electronic for the military league. And mm -hmm. I think unfortunately, not unfortunately, you know, if we're going to run it through the Mikadu, mm -hmm. having them do electronic registration, now it's sign up in two places, right? So you still got to get your letter of intent in, yeah. you know, we can do, I like one or the other. And maybe, maybe this league gets to a point where we don't need to run it through the Mikadu, um, you know, because to be honest, like we don't get, any benefit from that other than being able to use like their sports directors right like that is, and that is a benefit i don't want to uh, give that up necessarily um but you know we could move to just trying to promote it through the ads and maybe generate contacts um up there to get the word out and get people signed up um okay so you ended up leaving us um november of 2020 so you couldn't be here for our second season we we had big shoes to fill so we got was it colonel eric lopez to join yes. us yep um he was our our league director um after you left and then he was unfortunately only able to do one year with us mm -hmm. um this year we have gentleman clay fisher he is our director um, now, and again, in, in classic fashion, he's already told me he's got orders. He's going to be gone by like July, so now I'm looking for somebody again. But you, in your short tenure back, um, are, are already putting feelers out on my behalf, right, to get yes, someone I, new. So uh, we don't need to name them to pressure them. But uh, no, Levi Jansen is going to do it okay. next season. Um, he wanted to do it this season, but he, he had a uh, he was gone for two months. He was gone the whole time in December and January because he was at a he was on a TDY out in Vandenberg doing a flip launch. So so he, he was like, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be there to do anything. So I can't yeah. run it. Yeah. So but next year he's he's like, I will run it. I want to play again. And then I think like because there's two teams. There was the the my team and then there was another um, team. And I asked him if he was curling this year. Uh, Jeremy Roberts. He was like, he's like, I didn't even hear about it. I want to play. I know. I get that feedback, and I don't know how to not take it personal because I'm like, well, I try, right? I was like, I sent flyers out to one yeah. of the marketing people on base. We advertised in the century. The, supposedly those flyers got hung up. You know, we talked to all these sports reps. So I don't know how to close that gap short of, like, standing at the security gate with a megaphone or something. But I don't think that would go well for me, you know. Like curling. Like, ah, curling. Yeah, curling. <laughs> you know. Getting everybody at 430 as they come off base. Go curling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hand out free beers with it. No, 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 not while they're driving. <laughs> well, they're leaving. Me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, and I, I, I still have high hopes for this. You know, and I don't want to talk down to what we got going on here. I love this, right? You know, I like teaching these airmen and women to curl every year. You know, it, it seems because of how the rotations work. It seems a third to fifty percent these last two years have been new curlers. The first year it was like ninety percent. I was like, you guys knew how to curl, yeah. and no one else did. Um, and since then, it's it's like half, right? You've got half return members, half new members. Um, and you get to watch them go from, you know, it being a lark and a laughable sport, something to do just to get out of the 
dorms or out of your house in the winter um, to like something people are smack talking each other about yeah. and like are taken seriously. You're like, yeah, we want to go win. You know, this is this is this is a good deal. You know, talking to, like last year, uh, we had a team the Rock Ridge. You know, they're uh, some of the officers and they were talking. They're like, yeah, they're like, this is all we talk about in our staff meetings now. You know, when nice. season's going on. That's cool. They're like, yeah, we spent 20 minutes talking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. That's one of the biggest things I miss is about my house coming early. And like the Bosch spiels. I played in every Bosch spiel I could. Yep. Like, because I would do the mid-season one and the end-season one. Yeah, our winter fest is the mid-season and the shirt sleeve. Winter fest is the one you, you miss by a day there with the travel. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried my life. Yeah, I don't know if I would have a team, though, so. Yeah. I was uh, I was almost looking for people, and then I, I ended up my alternate could make it. He had a friend coming to town. You know, so, uh, oh, one of those friends. Oh, you're busy. Why be busy? The plane was delayed, though. The plane was delayed. It's like, well, I play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. know how that goes. Um, you know, and I, I know some of this answer here. Um, you got stationed down at Albuquerque now is where you're out of. They do have an arena club there. Um, I guess that it's a, a subpar curling experience. So could you just comment for people about uh, just to, to paint a picture about how nice people have it here at the Minot Curling Club? Yeah, there's four sheets here, or five sheets here. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Four good sheets, five sheets in Minot. So, so the, the club runner is an amazing guy. Right, it's the the Roadrunner um, Albuquerque Club, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, the problem is there's there's two um, hockey rinks, and then there's two paths that run between it on each side of the the rinks, and that's where they play in between those two sheets of ice. So it's mostly practice area for for hockey people. And then, it's so, like a warm up area for yeah, people that are like, if you're gonna go figure skate or your hockey team's yeah. laced up somewhere yeah. you can go practice. It's not. Yeah, so there's just two little strips. The the lanes are like three quarters the length of our actual lanes here. So from where the hack would be, you're starting in the circle mm-hmm. or like right on the edge of the circle. Yeah, the hack's like six inches behind yeah. the line. Yep. Yeah. So you're it's it's very close, and then the the sheets of ice are are not flat. Like there's a there's a hill in the middle of it. So if you don't curl against the grain, you're just gonna oops, sorry, you're gonna you're gonna roll off you're gonna roll off the sheet of ice and end up on the very far side of the circle or the, the Yeah, ice. so the whole the whole sheet has a slant to it. Mm-hmm. I imagine yes. that's just from well, how that Zamboni practice you can, goes. You can hold it at the top. Yep. But if you fall off that, that top piece, then it just it falls off. It's gone. Like out of play. Come yeah. On. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and I imagine uh, that's that's tough ice. I guess, uh, yeah, shout out to whoever is running that program for sticking with it. Because, like, that's that's how you get a facility like this, is you do 5, 10, 20 years and try to get interest, and then hopefully the city supports you or there's yeah. an expansion going on a hockey ice or something. Yeah, you know? I've talked with the guy that runs the, the Roadrunners uh, Curling Club, and he's like, there's just no way we can get our own facility because it's just too expensive for what you very. Yes, it's very expensive. Well, I want to say it's like they can—they barely—they barely stay afloat. They literally break even with what they owe the arena at the end of like the. They have to buy that ice. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're they're paying they're rent, yeah. renting so, renting. So yeah, yeah, their their leagues just just pay off. What they have. Now, does that arena club, do they let them keep their circles and hacks sunk in while they're not using the space? No, so the circles are, are there. The, the circles, circles are in. Circles are in. Okay. The, uh, 
hacks they have coming to go out. freeze the hacks in every time. Because I know a lot of arena clubs, and most of them I don't see playing on like that practice sheet. But again, I've never been a member of them. It's just what I see online in videos. Um, a lot of them have to go in there, and they have to get the they have to drill it. They have to drill a button, and then they get a scribing jig, and they drop a point in there with a big swing arm and a router, and then they route in their lines paint them, you know, and then cover that up with water. It's hockey ice, so it's really cold. It freezes fast. And they cover that up with water, and then they do their whole scrape pebble nip, you know, so it's like a three, four-hour setup every time they want to curl. And that's that's every night, because, like, there'll be somebody coming in after, so then you got to take all that stuff out when you're done. And let's say you want to adding another night isn't easy, because now you have to you've, you've doubled the amount of work you have to do every week, too. Um, very tough for arena clubs. Yeah, a lot of, lot of respect for the guys that put the time and do yeah. that. The good thing for them, all they have to do is uh, ice down their their hacks. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they just wheel out their rocks on a on a little cart, throw them on the ice, good to go. Yeah. And then they still have to they still have to pebble pebble. They don't they don't nip it though. They don't have a nipper. Oh well. Yeah. They they just throw he throws a quick pebble and then they play. I'll be I'll be honest. If you're playing on a side hill, anyways, does the doesn't nipping matter? No, I don't. You think just, so. Yeah, you're throwing you know, against the grain. Yeah, and it turns into a knockout competition. Yeah. Like as much as I want to play, it's doesn't it's scratch. It's three hundred bucks for eight weeks. Yep. And and the uh, the rink sucks. And I, I just I don't want to sound like pompous or whatever, but I just I don't like it. Yeah, no, I mean I think I think you can be objective about the quality of play, you know, without, you know, again, they're they're working hard at that, I'm sure, yeah. you know, doing what they can with what they have. Um, yeah, I, I get that, you know, I I think I wouldn't want to play on an ice surface that didn't allow me to curl how I wanted to curl, which is like you were saying, the things you like. It's like, I like playing a strategy game, like playing chess against another mm -hmm. person out there, and I got three team members, you know, who are helping me execute. You know, that's that's my love for the game. You know, yeah. if I couldn't do that part of it, would I feel the same and want to spend as much time, money, and effort in it? No, probably not, you know, but... Yeah, those people are out there growing the sport, though, so good yeah. for them, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I swear, I, there's, a, there's a lot like a there's a lot of uh, commercial buildings that are empty. Mm -hmm. and I look and I'm like, wonder how much it costs to turn it into a curling rink. <laughs> well, if you if it was a commercial building that was empty in North Dakota, you could just turn the heat off and do yeah, it, you know. But in Albuquerque, New Mexico, yeah. I can tell you the condenser out there is 150,000. So yeah. just that part of the facility. I was like, I gotta, I gotta become rich somehow. So My, I got. It's funny you talk to uh, old curlers and well, and some young curlers here in the curling club, and it's like everybody I talk to, it's like, hey, you do if you win the lottery. Well, one of them would be not first thing, but one of them would be I'm gonna build. By a new curling club. I'm yeah. like, well, thank God we all got the same dream here. You yeah. know? <laughs> You're gonna build one. It's gonna be open all season. Yeah, all year. Well, mine will be closed in the summer, but we'll do something fun then too. Yeah. I think everything should have a season and a place. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, live whatever fantasy you want. Though. <laughs> um, well, we're over half hour um, because once I get talking, and this feels good now. We were started. I was a little. I was like, I ask questions, yeah. and I, I noticed I've been saying less ums now. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything else? Do you want to talk about the club? You know what you're doing. Um, you know stuff that you would like to see us do someday. I mean, feel free now. Would be a good time to 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 tell me what you'd like to see next time you come visit. How often is this inspection? Every two? Yeah, about eighteen to twenty-four months. Yeah, there you go. I've yeah. only got one more left before I probably retire and never come back. Uh, so. We got one more then. What do you want to see more. next time you come? Next, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Just more teams. Oh yeah, I would love to see more teams. Yeah. Uh, 
But I mean, that's that's. I think I, I think ten is gonna be where it's at. Yeah. But, right. Which is I think great. Our all our yeah. city leagues are Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. They're all between ten to twenty. It mm-hmm. seems like every year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to. I mean, I would I would love to be able to come up and play launch field over here. Yeah. Just if my wife would let. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Maybe if your kid gets a little bit bigger, then you can take them to it. They'd be like, "Well, we're yeah. doing it for yeah, so they can for see everybody. the sport." You yeah. know, this is this is enrichment, yeah. right? Well, well, I think yeah. they have, don't they have a some close to I'm like what, four to six hours from Denver. I think they have like a. Oh, you're that close club. to Denver? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, that's not that far away. Yeah, I, I don't know if they have a year-round club, but I think there's a couple curling clubs yeah. in Denver. I want to say they have a dedicated, no, and I want to say there's at least another arena club over there. Yeah, well, I know there's an arena club in Santa Fe. haven't been up there to look at that yet. That's only an hour away, mm-hmm. but we still drive an hour ago. It's almost worth it. <laughs> I, I, I know if you're close to Denver, you're not close to Phoenix, but I know like Phoenix, Arizona has a year-round curling yeah. down there, too. I know because of... Where's the uh, Olympic arena? Is that in Omaha? I don't know. I know the Olympic training facilities in Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Yeah. I'm actually closer than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know they have curling over there in Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, might just, a, you might meet just, Olympia. You might you might yeah. be in there changing and like Matt Hamilton wants to sit down next to him. <laughs> like, hey, man. Or who I'm rooting for, Jared Allen. I hope Jared Allen's team, you know. <laughs> Do you know him, the old Vikings player? that uh, He's retired yeah. now and he's been trying to get an Olympic curling team going. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. That was our original hopes and dreams when we just were like, like, well, if they could do it, we can, we can go down there and run that club. And it's not that easy. <laughs> Especially when you get that level, it's so technical at that point. Oh, one thing um, that we haven't discussed here, um, since we're going to run long anyways, I don't care. Um, I, last year, I got the idea of like an inter-military championship. Was that something we had talked about while you were still here? So so we won the league, and you put us in the A-League uh, championships. Oh, okay. We, we got you guys you, into the city championships. Yeah, and, okay. and the second place was in the B-League mm-hmm. championship. We won our first game. Oh, okay. So you've actually made it further than the city championship then. You made it to the final. Um, was that the year we did the goofy playoffs where we had like an eight-team play down? Yeah, we, we played two games. I remember that. We you won didn't... one and then lost the second okay. one to the eventual city champs that year. Okay. So that must have been one of those years where we did more than four for the play down. Oh, no, um, yeah. it was. Because if you weren't in the final, there had to have been more than four teams at the yeah. start. So. Um. No, so what I wanted to do, though, I figured there was other military leagues or all military teams, and I got on the Google machine pretty seriously last year, and I did some again this year, um, looking for them, you know, and I didn't reach out to too many clubs. Um, like, one that came to mind was Anchorage, because Anchorage has a long, okay. proud okay. curling tradition. Um, I, I guess that they had some issues with their club a couple years back, and they dissolved and reformed, um, so now that's a very small curling club up there. Um, but I actually reached out to the Anchorage Curling Club, and I said, do you guys have any military teams that curl up there? Do you have a military league, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I was hoping 
to do, and this was after talking to Kevin, the sports director, you know, talking about like champ, like intermilitary championships, you know, um, and I would still love to do that. That's one of my goals is that if I could find another military team, um, because, you know, part of it is because I think there's some funding available to facilitate those events, you know, at least cover like people's travel expenses. Um, you know, and then I, I, I can't, so, so I can't speak, a... I can't speak for the board unanimously, but I would say we would support that, right? Like if I could do a military championship and we could get, hell, even four teams, you know, one mm-hmm. from Minot and three from somewhere else, um, I'd do it with one, if one other team could make it, you know, we could do an event for them. It wouldn't yeah. be like a big bond spiel with, you know, the party going on, but you know, we, we do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still have aspirations for that. Um, the only military curling league I know about that's not, um, um, is like the, the UK and Canada has oh. A military currently right um i don't know of any other teams in the u.s i'm sure that there's one out there but it's like how do i find them you know like do i just call every curling one. club yeah I think this is the only one i think we're the only military league yep. yeah and i've used that that phrasing i don't know there's there's got to be a team of like you know somewhere else where there's curling like even grand force so they have that in the air force they have uh each base has varsity teams for like um softball football and um some of the bigger sports. Like, well, Kevin's really into hockey. He always talks about the hockey yeah, one they, they go to. Yep. Yep. And he's like, they fly, they fly him down to Vegas, and you know, and they, they go, yep. To go, yep. To go play sports. Yeah. They get the time Soccer off approved, teams, right? Yeah. Cause that's the big yep. thing for you guys is getting your leave approved. So it's like, yep, your league's approved, you know, we'll pay your, your flight and your hotel. Yeah. So, yeah. But that, that was a bigger, if I stayed longer to like work towards that, to push it to other bases, but to have a varsity team that travels and goes play, because I was, I, I don't know if I talked to you about it or not, like having a club team that traveled just here mm-hmm. in the area. Yeah. I yep. think I mentioned it to you, maybe, because I was like, I was like, I would love to like just go play other clubs. Yeah. Um. So like with that, curling other clubs, I think that was more of a common thing because I've done some history like years and years and years back that like this inner club, you know, playdowns and stuff. Um, was a more like ad hoc affair you know now we're technically part of the dakota curling association which is then a subgroup of usca curling right united states curling association um so there is a regional play down it's always in like north dakota but the dakota territory covers south dakota north dakota and parts of montana um, so if you were to go to a regional event now, it would be one club hosts it, everybody in that group, you know, either men's, women's, mixed, doubles, clubs, you know, club is another level, you know, all those people have to curl the same club and they can be men, women. Um, now you would go to those regional playdowns. Those happen, you know, once a year. They're, they're going on like around this time, right? Like that's okay. why like the same time like nationals and stuff is going on. Um, so I think that that's that is there, and we do have um, a club, um, a club, a team now that is doing those things. You know, Charlie Young has a, okay. a men's team, and they went to regionals. I think it was uh, one of the few teams Minot sent in the last decade to that's a regional awesome. event. Um, yeah, it is great. You know, I'm looking at that more as like the high performance side, right? You got teams that like want to go out there and uh, be competitive and like mm-hmm. you know curl the best they can, and like that's great. I love that, like seeing it. Um, me personally, not a high performance curler, you know, okay. but. Uh, I, I like my niche down here teaching movies. Um, so uh, that's cool. I really, uh, I was, I was, I wanted to like do something like that yeah, when I was yeah. here. Is, is like get on like that a high performance team if I could, you know, try out or if they had tryouts on, they mm-hmm. probably just was like. Nope, my team's good, so we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how Charlie picked his. Um, 
they got they got one guy who was pretty new on his team. Um, they, they're friends though outside of Kerling, so okay. I don't know uh, how that all worked out for them. Um, one thing I do want to get to, I don't want to forget it again. Tell me about the trophy. Um, it's up there on the wall. Uh, to me, it looks like an axe handle with a curling broom attached to it. I think that's what it actually is, but there's some history yeah, so that's as a, for that's a bully stick. Bully stick. Thank you. Yeah, so a bully stick. You know. Um... Is it for de-icing plane wings? Is that what it was originally? That's not what it's for. That's so, not what it's for. Damn. So what it comes from is, uh, it's uh, Theodore Roosevelt saying, "Speak softly, but carry a big stick." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. That's our big stick, bully stick. Okay. Because anything with Theodore Roosevelt, this another thing was a bully. You know. And it's a saying that we do, especially in 91st. Fifth side has something different, mm. but it's it's a 91st tradition to carry a big stick. So. Um, the guys that made the trophy were the uh, horrible bosses guys. Okay. Yep. So they made the trophy. They put the. They asked you for an old sweeper head. Yep. And then they stuck it in the bully stick and created the trophy. So that was pretty cool to have do that. Yeah, and I liked when they made it. How many years did they engrave it through? Is it front and back? Did they put yeah, like they 20 years front, on it, like yeah, right off the get go? And front I, back on I was it, like, so. I respect that. So Thank that's, you. That's the goal is to fill up that stick. Yeah, okay. Well, you, another I'll, goal. Get more I'll, I'll names give, on the stick. I'll give that goal to you to make sure we fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, back, it's going good. I'll come back in 20 years and steal it from you. The guys that won it last year, um, they took it with them, I think, at the end of last season. Um, mm-hmm. And I was worried about it making back or not. You know, it's like somebody gets orders after the yeah. season wraps up and I was like, oh, the curling club doesn't open until November. And I was afraid about it wandering away, but it made its way here. And I think I'll ask that it stay here, but maybe they can take it home for a couple of weeks Since at least. the first name on it, I'll probably have to steal it after it's all filled up. You should do an elaborate heist where you like swap it out, you know, with a, <laughs> an identical one. <laughs> Except, I don't know. Let's say like make make with like a corn broom head or something on it. You know, yeah, it could swap that out for a nice room. If it was a nice copy, you know, oh. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, any closing notes? Oh man, I really enjoy this place. Uh, I hope I hope it keeps running. Hope you guys do good in the future. I mean, I wish I could play more. Hopefully, I'll see you in a year and a half. Yeah, yeah we'll, I'll, uh, I'll be here. I'll be we'll here. do it again. Yeah. Maybe your podcast is still going, and I'll do another interview with you. Yeah, and since we, we have somewhat of an audience here, um, I do want to say thank you, you know, on behalf of, like, myself, um, you know, and the Curling Club. Um, this has been a boom um, for me. You know, I get a lot of satisfaction out of helping out the airmen and women, um, you know, and to, you know, financially it's helped out our club. Um, I've kept track. I think every year we profit over $2,000 in the dues there. You know, because we have, like, 40 people, 10 mm-hmm. bucks a week. You know, you can do that math. And then we have a little bit of overhead, and obviously we spend some more utilities. But it's it's a boon for our club. You know, yes. it lets us do more. Um, the first year we did it, we sold it as, well, we're going to take in an extra couple thousand, and we need to replace equipment. You know, we had replaced all of our brooms that year. It was like, well, great, that let us offset that cost. So, so it does open up doors, not just for awesome. people to come down and participate, but it lets us as a club do more. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I think having a legacy is something great, and I, I hope you see this as, as part of yours, you know, because I certainly consider it part of it. something good. For so. a four-year curler, I have a legacy already. So yeah, <laughs> don't let it go to your head, okay? <laughs> I'll take any ego yeah. boost I can take. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'll uh, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>